Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. At the Philadelphia 13. Two tight ends on the left, back to throw, looking left, looking right, pumps, runs out to the left. Throws on the run, Lamb at the seven, and strolls in, walks all the dogs. Touchdown, Lamb, 13 yards, first touchdown of the game. Wee! Here we go on the get right on 105.3 The Fan on a victory Monday. Welcome on in, and thanks for sticking with us through the Cowboys hour and Hanging out with us here on the Get Right In for the vacationing Reginald Atatua. My name is Alec Medford, joined by the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. And we are with you until 11 o'clock tonight. And boy, do we got a lot to get to because a big, big win for the Cowboys yesterday at AT AT&T Stadium. We will get into that here in just a moment. Shohei Otani kind of broke the internet in the world of sports while we were doing the fan jam on Saturday. Well, you broke the news on these airwaves. Yes, and that's why you listen on the weekends live mm-hmm. and local. Your favorite content here in the mighty Metroplex. The truckwreck.com text line is 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053 to get involved in the conversation. As well as live on Twitch and YouTube. Twitch.tv slash Dallas Fancam or just search 105.3 The Fan on YouTube. And as we always do, we want to shout out and thank everybody. All the totals for letting us ride shotgun with you. While you do whatever you do on a Monday evening, right here on the Get Right, truckwreck.com text line is 877-881-1053. Let us know what you got going on. Are you driving around? Are you working? It's a gig economy. We understand. Are you just getting some food? Are you actually going out to some bar to watch the Mavericks take on the Grizzlies, watch the Tennessee Titans take on the Miami Dolphins, are you just glowing in the fact that the Dallas Cowboys won big? By the way, special shout-out real quick. AT&T Stadium yesterday was the site of the big Cowboys win over the Philadelphia Eagles. This coming Saturday, you got all these teams from Dallas. Here we go, represent. You got South Oak Cliff, you got Duncanville, and you got DeSoto all playing for state championships at Jerry World. Congratulations Mm -hmm. to all three teams. Absolutely. And once you get to Jerry World, that's where the action starts to get real fun. So I am excited Mm -hmm. for some high school football action this week, and I'll definitely be streaming those games for sure but we got to talk about the game that you heard on these very airwaves last night the Dallas Cowboys over the Philadelphia Eagles at AT AT&T Stadium 33 to 13 a massive win for the Cowboys and considering the NFC East implications that it had uh, within the division but after that 49ers loss for the Eagles you know people were starting to talk about hey 
This uh, this division starts to look a little more open and a little more gettable uh, as the Eagles have fallen out of the one seed and out of first place for now, uh, which they do have the tiebreakers, so things could get weird here in a little bit if mm-hmm. they do happen to win out, and they do have the easiest strength of schedule uh, out of all 32 teams for the remainder of the season. So Yeah, let me just say this simply for those who are wondering. If they win out, if they win out, there's nothing the Cowboys can do about it. And you know the reason why? Because the Cowboys lost to Arizona. It's just that simple. Yeah. The Arizona loss is what would cost them if both teams went out. That bad loss just continues to look worse and worse as the Cowboys continue to play better and better. But you know what? Better. Maybe Kyler Murray can do the favor for us, too, and beat the Eagles down the road. Don't count on it, but they do play them. <laughs> that would be incredible. Imagine oh, if they, ju- they just become part owners of the NFC East. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could happen. I'd, I'd rather – my better bet would be Geno Smith, it's healthy, and they beat the Eagles, and the Eagles lose again for the third time in a row. That would be great. And I don't think the Eagles are playing that great football. And mm-hmm. I think momentum, even though Reggie is not here, I'm going to say what I want here because momentum is absolutely real. It is very I'm real. I'm only saying that because Reggie is not death staring me right now. D- Reggie is one of these flat earth people. <laughs> when it comes to momentum, he thinks there's no such thing. You cannot explain how things happen in sports. Reg, he says that to get the attention because he likes Reg is one of the smartest people I know in life. But he likes to debate that topic because he's got some ready-made answers. Yeah, that's true. But momentum does exist. But you know what? Even though he's not here, we're going to keep some of his traditions alive. Of course. Including our opening segment here, Who Hooped? Who Hooped? Who had the best performances yesterday for the Dallas Cowboys? 877-881-1053 to get involved in the conversation as well as Twitch and YouTube because there was some great individual performances in this one. There really was. Here's some of the text coming in real quick. 254 says, hey, CA and Alec and Rigo, I'm headed to work, and then I'll be driving my big truck up to the panhandle, and I expect y'all to take me along, and I also will take y'all along at least until 11 o'clock. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you very, very much. Honk mm-hmm. that horn. Boop, boop. Uh, Kenny and Quinlan. What's up? Says, oh, listen to you guys and watching my fantasy football points. Great show from Kenny Rock and Roll Tequila. 214 says, grabbing a bite to take home and rewatch the total domination of the filthy Delphia Bengals. Or Beagles. <laughs> there you go. Beagles. There you go. I saw that come up a couple times this week. The Beagles? Yeah. I hadn't heard that one. Before. Believe it or not, so. back in the day in the 1980s, there were some writers who used to write for the Morning News and the Dallas Times. They used to call them the Beagles. <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of different ways you could go with that. 540 says, driving a truck in Virginia, but I'll be down there for Jimmy when he goes to do the Ring of Honor against Detroit. By the way, for those who haven't been keeping up, do you realize, I mentioned this in the crosswalk, the Dallas Cowboys have not lost the game since Jerry Jones announced that Jimmy Johnson was going into the Ring of Honor. I'm just saying. The curse has been lifted. Can I can I give you a, a conspiracy theory? Okay. I heard this at the game last night. I was at the game, covering the game. Did you know there's a cameraman named Bob? I'm going to keep his last name silent, but a lot of guys know who Bob is. He's been covering the Cowboys for years. He says, my conspiracy theory is when Jerry announces that Jimmy's going to the Ring of Honor and he's making a speech out there, we're talking about Jimmy, when he's talking to the crowd, how about them Cowboys, he's going to say, and Jerry, we got a surprise for you. Pull that string. And then Jerry and Jimmy's name will go up there at the same time because Jerry wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm like, oh, my God. Man. That's sick. Honestly, 
I can see it. I can see it. Too. <laughs> I can see it. That's why I had to bring it up. I'm like, I'll be dead. Watch that happen. All right. Not. So well, let's answer the question. Let's answer who, the question. Who Back, hooped? Who hooped? Because there was a few different people, and we're already getting uh, some response here on the truckwreck.com text line. Uh, Brandon Aubrey and Stefan Gilmore from the 812, from the 817. Rico Dowdle Rico. was their MVP. He got that touchdown sure that wasn't did. a touchdown at first, but then they reviewed it. And sure enough, in that sea of humanity, that is both of the the offensive and defensive line. I think that might be the biggest matchup just in terms of mm-hmm. size you'll get in the NFL all year mm-hmm. because the Philadelphia Eagles have some massive defenders and then the Cowboys have some massive humans on the offensive line. That probably was pound for pound the biggest yes. matchup in the yes. trenches you could have seen this NFL season. So it's understandable that the officials didn't quite see it at first, but upon review, you got that overhead shot. Dowdle just stayed alive, kept the knee off the ground. It was an incredible run. What's so amazing about the officials not getting that right is that the officials for this game, they were 7-0 and when they called Eagles games. Brought us brought that up in the pregame show. I was like, oh, hell, here yep. we go. But guess what? There are some calls. They actually picked up a couple of flags, and I was like, wait a minute. What is going on here? They're trying to be balanced? I don't believe this. But the Cowboys won that game. Yeah, it was John Hussey's crew, and he's kind of got a reputation building, mm-hmm. uh, not just with the uh, Dallas Cowboys fan base, but across the NFL landscape. You're seeing a lot of people not really, mm-hmm. not really a big fan of John Hussey's crew because they kind of see some stuff that nobody else sees, yeah. and then they miss a lot of things on a top of that. Of so uh, their hindsight is very much Well, we survived them. We survived. 15 that, straight at AT&T Stadium now. That's all we can ask for. So who hooped for you? Who, who is your number one performer? I'm going to co-sign with the 469 who said, Brandon Aubrey is my pick for best performance. Brandon Aubrey who Dak Prescott has nicknamed Butter because he's so smooth, he has now made 30 consecutive field goals for the Dallas Cowboys. When I talked to him in the locker room after the game, we're going to hear some of that audio later in the show, so be sure to listen for this. Homegrown has not lost or has not missed a field goal since the third game in the USFL. And for the Cowboys, and I'm going to give Mike McCarthy credit on this because you don't think about the coach, you just think about the kicker. Not only did he ask him to kick a 60-yarder, they gave him some breathing room, he had him come back again and kick a 59-yarder. Thus, he became the first player in NFL history to kick two 59-yard-plus field goals in the same damn game. And then for measure, he kicked a 45- and a 50-yarder after he kicked four field goals, which allowed the Dallas Cowboys to make NFL history. The NFL history that they made, they became the first team in NFL history to score at least 30 points in each of their first seven home games to start a season. How about that? And that's because of Brandon Aubrey. Yeah, we were talking about it with G-Bag during crosstalk a little over an hour ago that, look, this guy literally was a first-round draft pick in the Major League Soccer draft Yeah, and was, you know, for lack of a better term, a failure. He didn't work out. That's why he quit. Yeah, he could not make a career there, just did not play. He wound up doing some, not insurance, but some kind of technology work. Yeah, and at 28 years old, he gets picked up by the Cowboys, and Broadus was telling us when we were out there in Oxnard, a lot of footballs came mm-hmm. close to hitting us 15 yards away from the goalposts mm-hmm. where we were set up, and he just had, like, just like everybody else, had no faith in the guy, but something changed as soon as they got rid of Vizcaino, yeah. the other kicker, and they just eliminated the competition and said, you're the guy. Right. A confidence kind of mm-hmm. came about Brandon Aubrey, and now he's automatic. 
He's automatic. It's he right down automatic. the middle. I mean, it's right down the middle of the car, crossbars, crossbars, and he's always got distance too. It's not like he barely makes it. It's never an adventure. That's the thing. That's why I, I, that's I think the reason why Dak calls him butter because it's just a smooth one, two, three, boom, and it's good. And by the way, um, the last game against Philadelphia, I'm not gonna say he cost him that game because he didn't really, but he did have a penalty because one of his kickoffs didn't make it into the end zone, and the Eagles started at the 45. Mm. Love me some Brandon Aubrey. Me too. Homegrown. You know who else in a lot of the truckwreck.com text line loves? From the 469, Stephon Gilmore yes, was a bleeping dog. Oh, my goodness. He absolutely was, and it was all because A.J. Brown called him old. old. He called him a three-letter word. Yeah, and not the nice one. That's right. He called him old. <laughs> he called, Not an ass. He called him old. And he said, I'm going to show you some old man strength. And not only did he, I mean, he traveled with A.J. Brown, but one of the biggest plays of the game, that fourth down, when uh, uh, Smith, mm-hmm. he grabbed him, threw him down to the ground. They were short. Cowboys got the ball back. But also, he created a couple of takeaways, too. He punched the ball out of A.J. Brown's lap. I also talked to him after the game in the locker room. We're going to hear from him as well because he used that old man strength. How dare you call me old? I'm only 33. Yeah, he has really, ever since the Trayvon Diggs injury, we've been talking about Deron Bland 24-7, which rightfully so. But Stephon Gilmore's kind of ramping up, you know, and it feels like with some of these veteran players, that's Mm -hmm. what kind of happens is like, hey, they need to kind of get back up to speed and everything, get back into shape. And once they're ready to go, then you start to see the veteran instinct come into play because early on in the season, like I remember even in the Rams game and Mm -hmm. a couple other games, we were having conversations of they weren't really throwing at Gilmore, but he was getting beat on the outside. Like he was in straight line speed Mm -hmm. moments. He was just getting dusted at times, but now he's hanging with these monster uh, wide receivers oh, like yeah. DK Metcalf, he got switched on to right. in the second half. Duran Bland, Duran yeah. Bland was having trouble. Yeah, he was having trouble, which every mm-hmm. corner has trouble with DK Metcalf. A beast, but man. yeah, and then you see with really a similar prototype build, you know, like Madden build a player wide receiver that's just a freak of nature, and uh, AJ Brown. It, it was for the most part he gave up a couple decent catches, but it was more just better plays and better throws yeah. than bad coverage. It, Stephon Gilmore was a blanket. Yeah, A.J. Brown's having a Pro Bowl year. In the first half of the season, A.J. Brown, nobody could stay with him. And Stephon Gilmore said, y'all must have forgot I was Defensive Player of the Year uh, back in 2019. I still got some skill sets, and he showed it. Micah Parsons, after the game, said he's been the best addition to this team this year. And he's talking about the defensive side of the ball because dude can handle up. And by the way, all the uh, defensive backs, secondary guys, they respect the hell out of him, not only for his wisdom. Mike McCarthy calls him a route reader, but he stays in shape, and he's always telling these guys about how to prolong their careers by staying in shape and staying hard, uh, staying in that weight room and, and pumping, pumping iron. I remember when the trade was made to get Gilmore and we were kind of talking about it. We were talking about it the days after it happened. And I saw some stories from his previous stops, like in Carolina, Mm -hmm. some of his teammates were saying, uh, I think it was actually DJ Moore at one point when he was still there. uh, He said in practice, this dude was literally telling me before the ball was snapped what route I was going to run. Route reader. And he he knew. He just knew based off of formations, mm-hmm. off of cadence, what have you. And he said the ball wasn't even snapped, and he'd be like, you're going to run this. And, mm-hmm. it, and he would lock it down every time. Two couple of hoops from the uh, 
from the uh, truckwreck.com text line. Uh, we got a hoop for Mike McCarthy. He's hoop for me. That's from the 901. It says, having that procedure, being on the sideline with an appendectomy and calling the game, what he did was amazing. There was a lot of people said that was one of the best games he has called him. And notice how he took advantage of Philadelphia, uh, who had been through a bunch of physical games against Kansas City and the 49ers, and said, let's just pound the ball against those guys. And he wore those guys. That we're talking about Mike McCarthy. Meanwhile, another two Tolo texted in uh, from the 214 said, my MVP is Dan Quinn. He called the perfect game. He did. Philadelphia scored only six points against the Cowboys defense, period. He says, period, with a T at the end. Mm. There you have it. That's who hooped Woo-hoo. in the Cowboys' big victory over the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday. And trust me, we're going to have more fun with this. You're not going to want to miss mm-hmm. 9 o'clock because if you didn't get to hear the fan jam on Saturday, which you should always listen on the weekends. We do great work over there, I promise. We had uh, some representation from WIP out there in Philly, and it got tense fast and pretty much everything he said was proven wrong yesterday oh yeah he was big eagle dude yes absolute homer hat wearing he winds up he wound up eating some crow i mean eagle both Both of them if we're being honest so you're gonna hear some of that audio at nine o'clock and we're just gonna as as a group as a family here and laugh we're just gonna laugh and enjoy (laughs) ourselves yeah get that out of here it's a cowboys victory eagles cry Cry, Eagles, cry. We love to see it. You love to see it. We love to say it. And we are happy to be here with you on the Get Right. And coming up next, Shohei Otani is officially a Dodger. The contract was agreed to, all the terms and everything today. And wait till you hear about the massive deferrals in play to keep this team competitive. Did you hear his first first words when he got the money? Mm-mm. I'm rich, rich. <laughs> next on the Get Right. This segment of the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan is brought to you by Frankel and Frankel. Life is unpredictable and accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel are the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in the DFW. And if your loved one have been injured in an accident, contact Frankel and Frankel for a free consultation at truckwreck.com or call 214 or 817-3333. It's the Get Right here on 105.3 The Fan. My name is Alec Medford, the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. With you here tonight, Reggie Atatua on vacation. Never heard of her. Uh, but we are with you until 11 o'clock tonight. I caught that. You weren't supposed to. <laughs> Got to be quicker than that. Got to be quicker than that. With you until 11 o'clock tonight. We are happy to be here on a Cowboys victory Monday. We'll get back into the Cowboys conversation and elsewhere around the NFL as we have two Monday night football games Woo. going on at the same time. We'll get you up to date on all of that here on the other side when we take a trip around the NFL. And we'll also keep you updated when we get to the top of the 10 o'clock hour with the scores from the Dallas Mavericks and the Dallas Stars. Mavericks, by the way, are blowing out Memphis in the third quarter right now in Memphis. And at the American Airlines Center, the Stars are handling up on the wings 2-1 to one in the second period. By the way, the Stars have beaten the uh, wings, the Red Wings. I want to say they've beaten them eight out of the last 10 times, five times in a row, and I think seven straight times in Dallas. And they need this because the Stars hadn't won back-to-back games. And, oh, it's been a long, long time. And they've been like 3-3-1 and one in the last few games. Stars need some – they need some love. And the Red Wings come in right on time. 
Yeah, and it's it would be an impressive win too because the Red Wings are actually playing some pretty good hockey this year. Yeah, so they're fourteen far. eight and four. Yeah, so Stars fifteen eight and three. They're no slouch this year. So mm-hmm. if they could get a win against a winning team uh, at the AAC, that would be nice. Yeah, what I was going to say was that the Stars are playing their eighth game in the last fourteen days. They are three three and one during that stretch, and it'd be nice to handle up on those wings. Red Wings. Let's talk about Shohei Otani. Because Why not, man? That's the talk of the whole weekend. I, I read this piece from Ken Rosenthal on The Athletic that I thought was pretty great. The headline reads, Shohei Otani's $700 million deal shows that baseball is far from broken. And I think this is a great approach to take to it. And if you missed any of the details or anything, the contract became official today. Uh, he is officially, Shohei Otani is a Los Angeles Dodger for the next 10 years. For $700 million, but million. there's a catch to that $700 million, and it is a ridiculous catch. Uh, we talked about it when we broke the news on Saturday, uh, he, right here on 105 Through the Fan, where we are live and local on the weekends, but uh, the initial reporting was, we know the figure, we know the years, but we do know that because of Shohei, this was his thinking and his idea, there is a lot of money going to be deferred to the back end of the contract so that they can remain competitive in terms of the uh, luxury tax. Yeah, he wanted to win. That's one of the reasons he left the Angels, but he did not leave L.A. proper. Dodgers, by the way, won 100 games plus again. Uh, Last year, they didn't go anywhere in the playoffs, though. So Shohei Otani's $700 million contract, according to ESPN's Jeff Passan, calls for him to be paid only $2 million per year for the next 10 seasons. And you say, what? It's a $700 million deal. How is he going to get that $700 million? Oh, just by deferring $680 million of it to the end of the contract to where he will get $68 million per year for 10 years after the deal. With no interest. Incredible. It's incredible. It's called a sweet deal. And put it like this, a lot of players and a lot of teams can do this around any sport. They just don't. Usually the agent or the player like, oh, no, no, dog, I need my money right now. And as Passon kind of added on after that reporting, he said, look, he can get away with this because his off-the-field earnings are that massive. Yep. His endorsements We've always and talked all that, about that. The merchandise, mm-hmm. all of that, the marketing that he is. That's what I was always explaining to Ranger fans when it was like, okay, the Rangers, they're interested in Strohey and pay. Oh, I don't want to pay that much money for him. I'm like, he pays for himself. His merchandising stuff alone, I mean, come on now. Come on now. And again, like you said, what he, he's kind of like Messi. Messi is so big around the world that, you know, his money outside of soccer is bigger than the money he makes from soccer. That's the way Otani is right now. His money outside of baseball is more than what he earns from baseball. Yeah, and I'm still okay with not having him on the team at that $700 million figure because we were way off. We were talking about 500, maybe 520, something what if, like that. But if it was the way he draw it up? Still, that's I wouldn't that's worry about that. That's a really big commitment. Where are you going to be in 10 years? I don't know. See, that's what I'm saying. And it's where 68 be, million? Where is he going to be in 10 years? Hey, I look at it like this. I think an operation like the Dodgers, that's nothing for them. I think for the Rangers, that would have really helped them out because Dallas Worth is only growing in popularity. I'm talking about people moving in and stuff. And I'm like, who knows what players are going to be making? Like right now, 
There are players making forty and fifty million dollars a year, sixty-eight million a year, even though he's not playing for you, or even if he's like just older, like uh, Scherzer. I don't care. And we got a text that seemed to be the kind of permeating thought throughout social media whenever this came out earlier this afternoon from the four six nine. It's luxury tax fraud and regular tax evasion. I'm absolutely <laughs> shocked they allowed this, and this crushes small market teams at ever landing big free agents. Well, they absolutely do allow it because it is literally in the CBA yes, for Major League Baseball. If you go to Article 16, there you go 469, it, read it for yourself. It says deferred compensation, and it's very brief. It straight up says there shall be no limitations on either the amount of deferred compensation or the percentage of total compas- uh, compensation attributable to deferred compensation for which a uniform player's contract may provide. That's all it says. It literally says, there's no limit, go crazy. So they allow it and they endorse it. Right. And as far as the crushes the small market teams uh, argument, I always argue back, you can throw money at a lot of players and won't win a damn thing, New yep. York Mets. New York Mets, it's how you do it. Kansas City Royals are a small market team. Guess what? Kansas City Royals won the World Series a few years ago. It can be done. Oh, not every team in the small market uh, budgets their team like the Oakland Athletics. You follow what I'm going with this? If you know what you're doing and you have the right, and again, nobody told the Tampa Bay Rays to just trade off or not trade off, let their best players go. And guess what? The Rays went to the World Series, should have beat the Dodgers in the World Series, but guess what? Their manager decided to do the analytics and pull the pitcher when he wasn't even tired. Well, I mean, look at the Arizona Diamondbacks, who you just played in the World Series. There you go. They had the ninth highest payroll in the playoffs. There you go. So don't get caught up in, oh, it crushes the small market teams. If you know how to build a team, you can overcome the big money rosters of the Yankees and the Mets and the Dodgers. So that was the information that we got about it today. But... The overlying theme that I loved from Ken Rosenthal is that this just proves that baseball is far from dead uh, because it's kind of projecting, but obviously the money figure is huge for baseball. It's huge for Shohei Otani, but it's huge for baseball and it's huge for their marketing because what are they doing here? What, What are the... Dodgers doing by signing Shohei Otani. Not only are they getting one of the best players, if not the best player we have ever seen play the game, Mm -hmm. but two, they are getting an international sensation. Yep. And what are you doing by taking a just anomaly of a a human being and of a player and taking him from a very bad team that does not get much national coverage at all because they are never competitive in the Angels and putting him with the world-class organization of the L.A. Dodgers. You are putting him on national TV at least once a week now, Mm -hmm. if not more, Mm -hmm. and you are putting him just in front of more faces, and you're putting him in more places, because I guarantee you the Dodgers are going to market him better than the Angels ever could have. Even with that extra money that was coming in because of Otani's name, the Angels still won't be able and never would have been able to put him out there the way that an L.A. Dodgers team can. It's it's no different than Shaq leaving the Orlando Magic and going to the Lakers. I mean, yeah, he took the Laker, he took the Orlando Magic and Penny Hardaway as far as they could go. But when he went to the Lakers, he became even bigger, and that's what's going to happen to Otani. And the other thing about to Otani and the Lakers and why this marriage works for them. Yeah. It's creating a portal to Japan. 
It just really is. Yeah. It's like they're watching how the Dodgers showcase him, handle the talent, and all these pitchers and, and star players from Japan, yeah, they're going to go to the most money in, in the United States, but at the same time, they say, you know what? I think the better deal might be with the Dodgers because they know how to market me worldwide. They know how to handle it. In other words, it's like in the NFL, somebody wants to do a deal with the Cowboys, Jerry knows how to make some deals. You follow what I'm doing? Yeah. If, you, if you're like, okay, I got a name, but I want a big brand. I want somebody that can handle my brand. Well, the biggest brand in the world is the Dallas Cowboys. That's the most valuable franchise in all of sports. Dodgers, one of the most traditional and biggest brands in all of baseball. And Shohei Otani, not only did he do some things that Babe Ruth didn't even do, I mean, he took, took it to another level. He's your reigning American League MVP. People forget about that. They just act like, okay, this guy was just hurt the second half of the season and he won't be able to pitch next year. And uh, Whoa, that's a lot of money. Guess what? He's defied a whole lot of odds and he's a name brand. He's putting baseball on the map to anybody under the age of 25. And then what else does it do? It means the rest of MLB free agency is about to just completely fall in order. It's literally going to be mm-hmm. like a stack of dominoes. You're going to start seeing as soon as the next few days, just waves of signings happening. And what does this do for some specific free agents like Yoshinobu Yamamoto? He's the other big free agent name that people have been talking about, not as much as Otani, obviously, but now they are because he instantly just became the hottest name on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Because not only is he a fantastic 25-year-old superstar on the mound, he also emanates from Japan. Well, so now these big market spenders, uh-huh. the price tag for Yamamoto just went up because I guarantee you we were talking the same way we were talking about Otani 500 525 million he got 700 we were talking about for Yamamoto 200 225 he'll get 300 million easily he'll get 300 million easily and he's never played major league baseball that's right but guess what they it's can afford, incredible they can afford to roll that dice and again you just like I said just because they can just because they can afford to pay him does not mean they're going to win it's just no different than the New York Mets the Mets had all this big payroll. What did they wind up doing? Eating, trading away players and eating their salaries. And you know what's funny? The Mets are one of the few teams listed as uh, front runners for Yamamoto. Oh, of course, because they got the the wallet. Yeah. Doesn't so, mean it's going to work. And you mentioned the Arizona, die hard. You, you mentioned the Arizona Diamondbacks. They won the World Series. Ninth lowest payroll in baseball. I go on and on and on. These things can work out if you're smart. Ask why. <laughs> I've seen so many great tweets of people saying all oh, this and the Tampa Bay Rays are going to go find a dude working at McDonald's or something and teach him how to throw 100 because that's just ha- how they work, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll pay him $750,000, you know, in salary for one season, you know, so that's just how baseball go to yeah, quote Wash, a fan favorite around here. By the way, Wash lost his star pitcher. Wash, by the way, Ron Washington, we always left him from here. He's the new manager for the uh, – Angels, the LA yep. Angels. I was going to call them California Angels. All he's got left is Trout. Now, Trout, they're going to say, exercise your trade. <laughs> Come on. I wouldn't be shocked if they try to offload him, too. That's what just they, it's start up to fresh. him. They want him to. Yeah. They want him to. And, and Wash is great with young guys because he, he can train them up. He's a he's an old school teacher. And they and he's got the old school uh, uh, managed by the gut. And yeah. they, they, they go into his office and he calms them down and lets them talk things off of their chest. And by the way, just because you're also talented doesn't mean you're going to go and win the whole damn thing because guess what? Atlanta Braves were talented. Best team in baseball last yeah. year. They didn't make it to the World Series. Yeah. 
Bassick talks about it all the time. Like the Braves were 110% better than the Texas Rangers. Yes. Like top to bottom. They From were start better. to finish. They were the more efficient team. They were mm-hmm. the more consistent team. Nope. But didn't work out. All you have to do is have one bad stretch of four games. That's all that matters in baseball. Yep. So I love this sport because it's so weird right. like that. So that's why I don't worry a lot about the small market teams. Minnesota almost made it. You realize that? They almost made it yeah. to the Astros. Could have been the Astros or the Twins. I didn't think Minnesota was going to be a playoff team. I didn't either. And, and look where they were. So, so again, just you got to let these things play out. And I ain't mad at uh, the money that Shohei's getting. And I, I'm not mad at the way they're chopping it up. I, I, I give them credit for being creative. And I fully agree with you. I, I think if you're allowed to do these things, use it to the best of your ability to yeah. help yourself out. They are going to go add more guys. And I saw like John Boy Media tweeted as soon as we heard about the deferrals and he's making only $2 million per season. His first tweet was, Yamamoto is going to be a Dodger, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Just because they know that they can get away with right. it. That well, you know, when, uh, when Michael Jordan was at his prime, the second uh, three-peat, he lowered his salary to add Dennis Rodman. Did you know that? Yeah. He, he took a pay cut. He said, I, we need that guy right there, some, grab some boards, and the three-peat was completed. So there you have it. A little bit more on the Shohei Otani situation as the contract was official today, and we found out some incredible nuggets about the financial gymnastics that went into it and how this honestly is great for the game of baseball coming up next on the get right let's take a trip around the nfl we have some of our first waves of nfl draft declarations let's talk about this whole kansas city chiefs fiasco and a another star quarterback down and out we'll talk about it next on the fan This segment of the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. Classic Chevrolet is leading the way to finish the year number one in America. They're racing hard with a year-end savings on over 400 Silverados. Shop them all at ClassicChevrolet.com. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Find your roads and relax and enjoy the difference. Back here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. My name is Alec Medford, joined by the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Reginald Atatula on vacation for the week. Much deserved. He'll be back and rocking with you guys next week. But until then, you're stuck with me. So how about that? Yeah, you'll that? be holding it down. For a with, few days. A few days. In fact, uh, you and Blake are doing some Young Guns thing tomorrow, right? Yeah, tomorrow, 7 to 11, full show. Then you and me again on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Short show, 8 to 11, uh, after Cowboys Crosstalk. And then after that, taking a little time myself. As about I'll, time, man. I'll You've be, been working every single day. Yeah, man. Uh, it's nonstop. I just get in a rhythm, you know, and I kind of can't stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and Ridge will be back next week. Yes, and I had to stop because I got to graduate on Friday. That reminds so, me, we have a total to text. I was going to shout him out. Yep. Yeah. Had it pulled up from I believe it was the eight one seven. Love listening to y'all. I finally graduate at UNT this Friday. So shout out to you. Congratulations. So you're graduating from UT Arlington, and Blake is graduating from UNT, and you guys are graduating two I, days in a row, back to back. Yeah. Yeah, literally That's crazy. A, a day apart, and I'm actually going to be out there in Denton for the graduation ceremonies when he's... Because you got friends? So, yeah, 
So look out there. In the and y'all didn't even know each other before you won the fan phenom right Yeah, we, we've known each other for like three weeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, the show sounds great. Well, appreciate it. You can mm-hmm. hear the Young Guns 7 to 11 tomorrow on the Get Right. Let's take a trip around the NFL uh, where we do have not one, but two Monday night football matchups tonight, which for no good reason, if we're being honest. And the funny thing is, one of them we can't even get in the studio here <laughs> because of the stupid contract negotiations between ABC and whoever the hell. So we can't oh, even watch. Oh, yeah, that's I, right. I tried to put it on the TV mm-hmm. in here. We can't Direct even TV. watch Green Bay versus New York. Mm-hmm. Right now the Packers lead the New York Giants 10-7. to uh, A rough go of it so far for Jordan Love. He is scoreless and has an interception to his name, 13 of 20, 116 through the air. Tommy DeVito not doing much either, 7 of 10 for 48 yards. Uh, It's kind of been a mediocre matchup so far at half, Uh, so hopefully we can get a little more scoring because if you're going to put two games on primetime, they better be uh, really good games or I'm going to be mad and I'm going to talk my trash. So there you have it for that one. Elsewhere in Miami at Hard Hard Rock Stadium out there in Miami, Florida, you have at halftime the Tennessee Titans and Miami Dolphins. 10-7, to the Titans over the Dolphins right now. A little bit of a scare early on in the game as Tyreek Hill uh, got injured on the sideline. He was writhing in pain for a little bit, and then he just got right back up and started sprinting down the sideline with his helmet and everything. Uh, So he is now listed as questionable. I believe it was a leg injury. And so he was listed as questionable to return at half. Don't know if he ended up returning to the game before the half, but there's a video where he is just holding his leg and like writhing and paying rolling around Hmm. teammates were trying to help him up. And he was like, Nope, I'm not getting up. Leave me down here. Hold it. Clutching that knee. It looked like, and uh, he was listed as a questionable to return. And then he just popped back up and walked off the field. Yeah. And he he didn't even go to the blue tent or anything. It wasn't listening to Hmm. anyone. So it was a bit of a weird situation there where I don't know if he just kind of tweaked something. It bent the wrong way, and he's like, ah, once I stood up, it was fine. I'm good to go. You know, I've had a few of those incidents in my running days so, where it's like, I thought I thought this was really bad, mm-hmm. but I just stood up and, you know, stretched out the leg a little bit. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'll be fine. So that was pain, not injury. Yeah, so it looks like uh, they avoided what looked like disaster the way he was screaming on the field. So good for the Dolphins. But they're down right now to Will Levis, and Will Levis threw a pick six like in his own end zone yeah, to a big that. defensive lineman. <laughs> like this is not a good yeah, game. This, this dude looked like JJ Watt playing for the Dolphins. And he just got him a quick pick six. It was a very big man. Mm-hmm. Very big man. 940 saying it was an ankle and Cheetah is out. Uh, but uh, the latest update I had seen from the athletic is that he was listed as questionable. So hopefully. The big defensive lineman for the Dolphins that got the touchdown, his name is Zach Sealer. Yeah, that really happened. Levis threw it right in his lap. Uh huh. Right in his lap. Had no business throwing that pass. But uh, and I think Will Levis had a fumble earlier too. So uh, the Will Levis experience has not been great. Shout out Will Chambers for make or trying to make us think that it was going to work. I out wouldn't fall for it. I wasn't <laughs> falling for it either. So I hope you have that glass of bourbon ready because uh, you're going to need it. It has not been great. Speaking of quarterbacks that Will Chambers seems to really love. Drake May, uh, the uh, North Carolina uh-huh. Tar Heel. Yeah, Mac Brown's guy. Yeah, Mac Brown's signal caller mm-hmm. is headed to the NFL. Shocker, ah, no, I know. No, por- but, no portal. He's going straight to the league. Yeah, we, we all expected this because he's yeah. expected to be a, a very high-end first-round pick. But 
Uh, this is going to start the domino effect of some of those bigger names declaring, you know. So uh, he has been fantastic throughout his career with North Carolina and the Tar Heels. And this is a guy that some people, even as recently as a few weeks ago, since Caleb Williams kind of mm-hmm. went on the downtrend and started crying in front of national cameras and stuff and people wanted to bash him. Uh, people were talking about, could this guy really go number one? He's got the talent for it. He absolutely does. There is a case to be made. Ultimately, I don't think it happens, but you know where he would be a perfect fit? Where? New England. They've got a quarterback issue out there. Bailey Zappi no out there. Yeah. None. They're asking a dude they, named Zappi to win them games. They might not even have a Belichick next year. You never know. Yeah, they might need a new head coach after a while. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But this feels like a guy that Bill Belichick could find some quick success for. He already makes the NFL caliber throws. Uh, so I love him. I, I can't wait to see where he lands, but it's nice that we're getting to that time of the year where we can start thinking about, oh, draft is right around the corner, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, because we're pushing to the end of the season. Projection is a sport. Projection is a sport. I don't have to project to tell you that the Kansas City Chiefs were absolutely angry yesterday. They were angry. I was in the press box watching this play before the Cowboys game started. And my jaw dropped because I, I thought it was a hell of a play. For those who don't know, uh, Kansas City Chiefs down to by the Buffalo Bills, like four minutes left in the game, three minutes left in the game. And literally, Patrick Mahomes throws this great pass to uh, Travis Kelsey. Yep. Kelsey gets surrounded by defenders, and he immediately throws a pass, a perfect spiral backwards to a wide-open wide receiver for a touchdown. I went, oh, my God. I actually spoke up loud in the press box. It was insane. And then they said, uh-oh, there's a flag on the field. And that's where the controversy started. So Kadarius Tony, who is not world been, famous now. Yeah, he has not really been a fan favorite out there in Kansas City, Missouri. Young guy. Yeah, lots of drops early lots on drops. in the season. He's had some character issues as well, mm-hmm. just, you know, in his free time, just absolutely beefing with fans on Twitter and stuff instead of, I don't know, watching tape learning how to catch footballs. Well, he lined up offsides. Yeah, he lined up way offsides. We're talking about so offsides, he could have been the 12th man for the Buffalo Bills. Absolutely. He was way beyond the neutral zone. And the thing about it is, this was not a scripted play, so it wasn't like he was trying to get an advantage. The play wasn't even going to him, but Kelsey saw the man wide open and just threw it to him. He basically effed up a great play. And the Kansas City Chiefs, including Patrick Mahomes, were livid about it. Mahomes blew up on the sideline, threw his helmet. He was screaming at people. They have the the sound of him oh, yeah. and Josh Allen dapping each other up after the game. And he goes, worst call I've ever seen in my life or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he was that. trying Just, to go after the refs. Yeah. And, and so, after on its post game, he was going after the refs. Yeah, and Mahomes basically said you can't have calls like that in the NFL. It should. I mean, it's I mean, obviously tough to swallow. Um, I mean, not, not only for, for me, but just for football in general. I mean, just to take away greatness like that. I mean, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that. And who knows if we win. But as I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game. And that's why last week I didn't say anything about the flag. They didn't get called on the Marquez. And so, I mean, I, it, I mean, they're human, man. They make mistakes. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's every week we're talking about something, and all I can do is go out there and give everything I have. And I'm proud of the guys because that's what we did, and it was a great football game that ended 
another great football game that just ended like that. It's just tough, tough to swallow. Andy Reid's rebuttal was basically Tony was offsides. He did not check with the refs, nope. but they usually warn you about that. Well, let me tell you something. That's I'm sorry. That's BS. BS. That's BS. BS. I, I looked at the highlights this afternoon of all the debate shows. You don't need to watch all the debate shows. You can just watch the highlights. They got mm-hmm. clips all over social media. They don't suck anyway. And I, yeah, exactly. That's why I don't spend no time on them. But every former wide receiver, and even Richard Sherman, who's the defensive back, they said this is all on Tony because Tony should have checked with the ref. Yeah. That's what they all do. Keyshawn said, ever since I was a little kid, you look at the ref. Am I good? That's what you do. Sherman says, I try to get as close to the receiver as they let me as a cornerback. You look at the ref. Am I good? That's the first thing you do. They said this is all Tony's fault. And Tony should have been the one. In fact, they said if the referee were to just say, hey, wait a minute, guys. Hey, guys, don't don't snap the ball. Your receiver's offside. Yeah. He can't do that. They don't do it for the defense. No. It's not fair. And because he – look, and here's the other this, – this is a throwaway for any Kansas City Chief fans who think it's a conspiracy theory. Oh, the referee threw that flag to mess up their play. No. He dropped the flag before the pass was made to Kelsey. He dropped the flag before the play was made to Kelsey. And I'm talking about before Kelsey even threw it to Tony. Let me tell you something about Kelsey on that play real quick because I found this out as well. I went down the rabbit hole on this. Travis Kelsey – actually did this play before. Before the pandemic, I mean, he just did this on his own. He did this play, and it worked, and he thought that Andy Reid might be mad at him. He went for a touchdown, just like this one for a touchdown. He didn't know what Andy Reid's reaction was going to be, and he said, Andy didn't say nothing to him after the game. He said, but the next practice, he said, how many times do you think we can possibly do this? It might be a good play to do this. And he never tried it again until yesterday. That's just a damn shame. There's your trip around the NFL. And coming up next on the Get Right, we've got some Week 14 NFL overreaction or not coming up next on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.